Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. Today we will be going into the Salt and Light Vault and bringing up some of our favorite conversations. We begin with a conversation I had with the Catholic guy, Lino Rulli, about his book, Saint, Why I Should Be Canonized Right Away. Then I'll speak with Father Alberto Raposo, one of the rocker priests of the Spanish group La Voz del Desierto. In our second half hour, author David Daler helps us men understand how we can be men after God's heart. And we end the program by speaking with Steve Angrisano, who has a new album, A New Day. We begin now with Lino Rulli and why he should be canonized right away. Lino Rulli is someone who I can say that I did not meet 10 years ago as we were preparing for World Youth Day 2002. In fact, I just met him this past summer at World Youth Day 2013 in Rio. But I had heard about him and knew who he was, and hopefully he also knew who I was. Lino has a long history in Catholic broadcasting as producer and host of the Emmy Award-winning show Generation Cross. In fact, that's how I first heard of him. And now as the Catholic guy on the Catholic Channel on Sirius XM. Lino's dream of being published came true last year with his first book, Sinner, and now he has the sequel, Saint. And to tell us all about these, I uh, recently spoke with the Catholic guy himself, Lino Rulli. Deacon Pedro, I only heard about you yesterday, quite frankly. I was just going to say, this PR is so sad. Told me that I'd be here. This is so sad. And they said, oh, no, no, do you remember that kind of creepy guy that, that guy you met in Rio, in Rio over the summer? That guy, that guy. And I said, oh, they said, yeah, they said, yeah, you're going to be on his radio show. I said, oh, for the love of God. Now, the radio show that competes, no, it doesn't compete against, it's on a different playing field than your radio show, but on the same channel. Right. And it's not, it, to say it's a different playing field, it's pr practically a different sport. But you know what? It's practically a different Let sport. Let me ask you something here. What do you mean this has been my dream to be published? Isn't it? Didn't, didn't you say that, that in Saint, in Sinner? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You're my like, dream I always was wanted to be, to be... No, no, no. No? My dream was for the advance. I never wanted to be published <laughs> the at advance. all. You yeah. just want the advance and then you went to Panama with the advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I found out you're from Panama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I that's am. kind of interesting. You speak English all right, though. I do, and Spanish. Oh, really? Uh, very well Spanish. Okay, congratulations. So why did you write these books? Advance. Why did you write the second book? <laughs> Bigger advance. Why did the publisher ask you to write the second book? Because the first one sold well enough to really? be the second Really? It advance. did? So, so yeah? Well, I don't, I, you know, I'll be honest. I'm just, I mean, I'm trying to be jokey here. I know, but I know. I don't know why they asked me to write a second book. I, I'm presuming that the first one didn't completely But you didn't bomb. think about, I'm going to write Sinner, and then you thought, oh, what a great idea. Let's follow up with, it's not really a sequel. It's, it's not because sequels usually are bad. So let's, let's get that right out of this everybody's... This is a great book. Let's get that out of everybody's minds. I wish I was smart enough to have... Right now... To have thought about it from the beginning. Right. When, when somebody was nice enough a couple of years ago to say, we'd like to pay you to write a book, I said, well, let's take that money before the medication wears off on those <laughs> folks. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just said, and anything they said, just write about your life. And I told stories basically about me being a sinner. Yes. Because I always felt like people in church, people in religious groups always seem to be holier than me, always seem to be better than me. And I was wondering, are they like me in any way? Do they screw up? Do they make mistakes? Mm -hmm. And what was the advance again? So that was the motivation for the first well, book. Clearly it was big enough. We're speaking of my or, nose, I assume. Yes. <laughs> and then in Saint, oh, when they were nice enough to ask me again, would you write a second book? I said, sure, I got a great idea. Oh, so you had already had the idea. No, I lied to them. And 
uh, I got the advance. Yeah. And then I said, well, now, now is the time, Lino. You have to come up with an idea. So they give you the advance without even knowing what the idea for the second book was? Well, yeah. That's trust. Well, That's otherwise good. I'd have to Who work first. Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. Everybody go to Serve Books. Up. They're just throwing money away. <laughs> I, I gave them an idea of what I wanted to write. But the, the, the thing, I don't know if anybody else feels this way about their relationship with God, but this is the way I feel. Oftentimes, things kind of happen, and they kind of come out of the blue, and that's how you know it's not necessarily a miracle, but it's from God. You're married, right? Uh -huh, yes. I don't know if one day you realized this was the woman for you. One day you realized you were going to get married, mm -hmm. and it necessarily didn't even come from you. Perhaps it did, mm -hmm. but perhaps you felt like it was a blessing or a grace from God. Yes. Well, I'm married to my work. So this, the idea for my next book, when Saint was to be written, I realized, you know, the fact of the matter is I am a sinner, and yet I'm still in this Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church calls all in the Church to holiness. There's yeah. a universal call to holiness, calls us all to sainthood. So I said, well, let's put these two together, and then we have sinner and we have saint, Perfect. and because I'm wildly insecure, it's called saint, why I should be canonized right away. Yeah, I, I want this to happen now. I don't want it to yes. happen after I'm dead because I don't know how to benefit from that. Every sinner has a future. Every saint has a past. Right. It's and every sinner quote, yeah. has an advance and every saint has an advance. <laughs> <laughs> so who is this book for? You. I wrote it for you, Deacon For Pedro. me? Did you dedicate it? <laughs> That's right. The dedication. That's right. I wrote it for you. You dedicated it, and it's like you wrote, you write the same thing to everybody. Can you write something that's No, no, no that's I didn't. De I dedicated the book to my mom. The book is dedicated to my mom. You mean I autographed it personally to you. And yeah, you feel but can like you I... write something more personal? Like how I changed your life? How, how everything you, you know, you learned from me? Okay, okay we'll do that after we're done the interview so that we're not eating into my precious 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Your well, precious 10 minutes. I'm here as long as you want. <laughs> Where I got to go. So... I'm in Canada. It's for me, so people like me, anybody can read it. I'm Canadian in dollars. I, I don't know how to get out of here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm trapped in this country. So 10 minutes, it might be 10 years that I'm on the It's estate. metric, 10 minutes. <laughs> right, I don't know how you guys work that all out. Um, so this is a book for the average person. They don't have to be Catholic to read it. Oh, no, no, they, they have to be Catholic. They have no, to if you go to Amazon.com uh, or .ca, as they call it here in Canada, yeah. or if you go to a bookstore, uh, they actually make sure that you're Catholic. You have to recite the creed. You have to bring your you Catholic to, ID? Yeah, the, the creed, the new form, not the old form. Is it in the, is it in the Catholic section? Is it's it like the, where, what section? Self-help. Self-help? That's right. How to be a saint. It's in African-American studies. <laughs> what do you think it's in? I don't know. It's a religious book. Of course it's in religion. I don't know. It might be in comedy. Like it might be in, oh, in, God in, bless in, in, in biographies. Oh, I wish it'd be in comedy. Funny radio hosts' <laughs> I biographies? I wish it was in comedy. No. Yes, it's in the religious section. It's in the religious section. Yes. So is it a religious book? New Age. <laughs> Would you say age. that it's in a religious book? Of course it's a religious book. I'm, I'm just trying to man. make sure you get more people buying the book. So we've got to hit the people who want a religious book, but we've got to hit the people who also want to just read a book about a regular guy. If that, you want to read a book that's going to make you laugh and make you cry... I don't know what book that would be, but <laughs> this one. This is an, a great alternative. This is, this is you know what, Sinner, uh, can I just say, all kidding aside, please. I, I was skeptical and I read it and A, it made me know you better, which was great. Um, and it was very funny and I related to a lot of it and a lot of it was very meaningful. Thank you. For me as a, as a Catholic. Striving to us towards holiness, so I'm looking forward to reading this. Well, uh, th this is what I would. First of all, it's very nice of you to say. So, no, I do but I'm not saying that. it just to be nice. No, I mean no, it. If no, I didn't I mean it, I wouldn't say it. No, no, I, I agree. Tell it to your it's precious. Face. Ten minutes wouldn't be wasted. Yeah. Uh, 
but what I would hope you get out of this book, Saint, honestly, is that you're going to try to see yourself in a light that you've never really seen. And what I mean by that is that you actually are called to sainthood. That you, Deacon yes. Pedro, are actually yeah. called to heaven. Holiness, you're you're yeah. called to holiness. You're called to be a role model in the faith. You're called to these things. That's crazy. And when you hear stories about me uh, doing drugs, you think, well, no, well, no, no, a guy who's done mushrooms probably can't be a canonized saint. Right. Okay, well, now, does that mean, I, do I have to take myself out of the running because of mistakes in my past? No. Then I really can, I can still be a saint. Yeah, absolutely. When I talk about the, the first time I kissed a girl, the ripe old age of 15. Sad. Uh, when was how was old that were, the last time also? Deacon Pedro, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, good now. How, how old were you the first time you kissed a girl? Oh, I don't know. Come on. Probably, probably 15. 15, or, okay. Yeah, probably the same. We both... 14. Well, oh, you had to beat me by a year, sure. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the, okay, the, you talk about uh, me making out... It was my mother. <laughs> oh. Well, that's gross. The first time you made out with Kiss, a girl? No, made oh, out. Oh, Ooh, you what made are you out. talking about? Kissing the... Yes, oh, get out of here. 14. So my whole point is, guys and girls who make stupid mistakes in their life, silly things in our past that also are in our present, and perhaps we're going to make stupid decisions in the future, am I still called to, uh, to holiness? Yeah. Am I still called yeah. to be a good Catholic? Yeah. The answer is yes, yes. but it's going to blow apart what you think about what a saint is. Uh -huh. If you think a saint is only somebody who lived in the uh, 700s, the mid yeah, in the Middle Ages, if they only live in uh, monasteries or convents. Yeah, and if, they were all like this. Yeah. Yes, porcelain yeah. statues. Yes. If only popes get to be canonized. If that's the story of the Catholic Church, then we might as well all quit going to church because none of us are ever going to be going yes. to heaven, right? But that is not the story. We know that. Yes. And if it's not the story, then each one of us is called to be a saint and each one of us has to look how seriously we think of holiness and do we see holiness in ourselves or in one another, and when we fall short, what do you do about that? Absolutely good. So all that is in this book, all the answers to all the questions. And I was in the about circus. holiness. And I was in the circus. Yeah, but don't give it away. Why don't I just give away? I didn't give away Oh, anything. sorry, that's just enough to, to, a to entice them. The tease. If you want to learn about Lino being in the circus, buy the book. It's called Saint. It's published by Servant Books. You can get more information probably at the Servant Books website, but also at Go to CatholicGuide.com. 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 Catholic sure. Look Lino up on Facebook and Twitter at Lino Rulli. And uh, listen to your radio program. Sure, why Every not? evening, 5 to 7 p.m. on the Catholic Channel, Sirius XM 129. Um, thanks a lot. Thank you, Deacon Pedro. That was a conversation I had with the Catholic guy, Lino Rulli, a couple of weeks ago. Here now is our featured group of the week, Voz del Desierto, with Venid a Mi, which means Come to Me, from their album Me Vuelves a Levantar, or You Pick Me Up Again. La calle está cortada, ya no sé hacia dónde tirar. Mi corazón arde en deseos de volver a amar. El cielo se oscurece en cada paso de mi camino. En cambio oigo esa voz Viene de mi interior Estoy en un desierto y necesito algo de beber Que me dan cosas nada puede calmar mi ser 
corazón reseco quiere encontrar por fin la paz y vuelvo a oír su voz viene de mi interior venid a mí los que estáis cansados venid a mí los que aliviaré camino y camino y el cansancio me invade ya mis pasos y ahora ya no puedo parar alguien empuja hoy mi vida aunque parezca que todo va mal en cambio ego su voz viene de mi interior venid a mí los que estáis cansados venid a mí los que estáis agobiados y yo, y yo os aliviaré, y yo os aliviaré. That was La Voz del Desierto with Venid a Mí or Come to Me from their album Me Vuelves a Levantar. La Voz del Desierto or The Voice in the Desert is a music group from the Diocese of Alcalá de Henares in Spain. 
Three of the band's members are Catholic priests, and after four albums, they are very well known in all the Spanish Catholic music world, especially in Spain and in Portugal. They were also featured in the film The Last Summit, a film based on the life of Father Pablo Dominguez Prieto, who died in, a, in 2009 in a climbing accident. And to tell us all about the group and their work, I am now joined by one of the group's guitarists, Father Alberto Raposo. Father Alberto, welcome to the program. Oh, nice to meet you, Pedro. How are you? I am good, thank you. But I'm curious, how do we get three priests in yeah. in a rock group? How did this group come to be? How was the group formed? Yeah, yeah well, uh, yes, it's, uh, it's a little uh, curious. Yes. Uh, everything uh, began when our bishop wanted to have a special day to celebrate uh, a meeting with all, the, with all the young people of our diocese. Uh-huh. Uh, in that special day, uh, he wanted to celebrate a special mass. He wanted that uh, there were a time to confess our sins with a priest, uh, to pray together, and, and at the end, he told us to have a party uh, to finish with everybody happy, singing, jumping, and dancing. No, uh-huh. uh, he he said to to us, to be a Catholic person is not to be a sad person. Okay? Right, and, and we were thinking about it. And by the time uh, I was in the seminary, and I found two seminarians, seminarists, uh, yes. playing pop music in a room. I asked uh, them if they wanted to, to create a, a band for that special day, and that was the, the first step. No? Right. And then, when, when we had uh, our first concert in, in that meeting, the young people asked for recording those songs. No? Okay. That, that was, mm-hmm. So you were, a semin- yeah. you were seminarians at the time? The three no, no, I was a priest. Oh, you were already a priest. I, I was the superior of the of the seminary. Okay. And, and yes, and, and I I had to 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 teach the the seminarians, and and Bishop was uh, very happy when I I told him that we are we were going to to have a band. No? I see. Okay, so you were the rector of the seminary. You had seminarians yeah, be, who were musicians. Be, be vice rector. Vice, vice rector. rector. Okay. Now, yeah. but there are three priests, but there are also there are six members in the group, right? So who are the other people? Yeah, seven. We, we are. We are. Uh, we are seven. No? Seven. Uh, yes. Yes. We are priests. Three of us. Yes. And and the others are, are lays. No. Lays. Lay people. Lay. Priests have our work in different parishes, in, in, and the lays are working. Three of them and Jose. Uh, Joseph, uh, the youngest of the uh-huh. band, is the the drum player. Is studying chemistry. Chemistry. He's studying chemistry. So there are four lay people in the group as well, young men. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, w- when did you come up with the name La Voz del Desierto, the voice in the desert or the wilderness? W- where does that name come yes, from? Yes, uh, our name, uh, the voice in the desert, uh, La Voz del Desierto in, in Spanish. Um, it's because we want to be like John the Baptist. No? Yes. We, we don't want to announce ourselves. Uh, we don't want to, to say our words. Uh, we want to show the Lamb of God. No? We want to show uh, who is the, the, the true Savior of the humanity. No? It's only Jesus Christ. No? And I want to show to everybody that uh, Jesus Christ is our Savior. No? Right. So, And that's very appropriate now during Advent. Um, yeah. We're we're <laughs> proclaiming the Lamb of God, as you said. So so you are not pointing to yourselves; you're pointing to Christ. Would you say that that is your mission as a group? Uh, well, uh, the purpose, the design of uh, of the band is only one. Huh? We want to speak about God. We wish uh, everybody knows uh, the the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ. No, and and. And uh, it's, it's the only purpose, no? It's the only aim for the, only for purpose. the band. Yes. Would you, um, 
when you started the group, were you playing music that you yourselves composed, or is it uh, how uh, who writes? Because the music is new music, right? You're writing music as well. Yes, yes, yes. we compose uh, all of the, the group, and and, and it's uh, it's it's better because uh, the music is not uh, always uh, the same, no? Yes. And there there are a lot of kinds of of music, pop, rock, or ballads, or, or similar, no? And that is because all of the of the group uh, can compose, no? The, the right. lyrics and the music. Right. So you play guitar. And yes, yes, I play one of of the guitar, yes. electric guitar, and are electric you, guitar. And uh, are there any songs that you've written yourself? Yes, yes, uh, I, 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 I have, I have written, uh, I don't know, but uh, Many? Uh, a lot of the of the of the four CDs. Uh, and for example, the the, the title, the, the Lord gets me up again. It, uh, it's it's mine. It's mine. Okay, good. I wanted to ask you about that because we are going to be listening to that song. Very soon. That is your first English song, is that correct? Yes, yes, it's, it's the first. Why did you want to write a song in English? Because uh, we think that uh, uh, nowadays, if uh, you have been in a in a world today, yes, uh, you have to realize that uh, everybody speaks in English, no? and it's the the language of the present, and it's the language of the future, no. Yes. And, and and the language pop, no, and the language of the rock, no, and and uh, we think that it's very important, no, to to show uh, to to speak about God in, in Spanish or or in English, no. Right. How? What impact have you noticed, or or what re response have you seen among young people when they see three priests with their collars doing rock music? <laughs> yes, it, it's curious because. Uh, sometimes uh, they ask uh, us if, if we uh, are two uh, real priests. priests. Yes. 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 <laughs> but uh, but we are. We are. <laughs> yes. And 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 um, uh, a lot of people uh, uh, say to us that uh, when they are going to the university, when they are doing uh, their homeworks, and or in their headphones, no. And and they they are uh, listening to the music, no? Uh, listening to the pop music, to yes. the rock music. And if, if the lyrics of the rock music, if the lyrics of the of the pop music is uh, Catholic uh, words, is uh, are, are Catholic words, no? Are, are the, the, the 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 scripture, no? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's better for us. It's, it's better for them, and, and it's better for us, no? Right. And and a lot of people want uh, want to 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 listen. Uh, this kind of, of, of words, no, in pop music and in rock music. No? Yeah, of course. Now, can I ask you a, a personal question? You've been a priest, I'm not sure how long, but you're, you're a professor. You mm. Music probably played a role in your vocation. Can you tell us a little bit about how you ended up being a priest? Uh, yes, uh, I, I like music uh, from... Uh, and uh, I, I am conscious. I, I, I like music, no? And I grew up uh, with music, uh, with pop music, with rock music. I, I, I had a, a band of uh, pop music uh, right. before I, I began in the in the seminary, you know? Yes. And and the music uh, is it, always uh, with me, no? Uh, has been always with me, and it is uh, still always. Uh, 
uh, with me. And I think that music is an instrument, uh, important music, uh, important instrument. It's not the most important of my face, face but it's uh, another thing more in my in my vocation, in my in my face, no? Yeah. And a lot of songs uh, speaking me uh, are speaking me about God, no? And and they are helping me to to be a, a good priest, no? Yes. Well, Father Alberto, um, thank you very much for spending time with us today. For all the work that you're doing as a priest and as a musician, um, uh, we love the music and we're very happy to play it. So it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Uh, you're welcome. Father, Thank you very much. Father Alberto Raposo is one of the guitarists of the Spanish rock group La Voz del Desierto. You can learn all about La Voz del Desierto at their website, lavozdeldesierto.es. We're going to put that link on our website so you can find it easily. They're also on Facebook and Twitter. Just look them up, La Voz del Desierto. And if you'd like to win a copy of Me Vuelves a Levantar, their latest album, go to saltandlighttv.org slash radio and enter your name and email address. We're going to be announcing our winner on our next show and posting the winner on our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Here now is La Voz del Desierto with their English language song composed by Father Alberto. It is titled, The Lord Gets Me Up Again.
That was La Voz del Desierto from Spain with their first English-language song, The Lord Gets Me Up Again, from their album, Me Vuelves a Levantar. I'm Deacon Pedro, and you're listening to a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour featuring some of our favorite conversations of 2013. Remember that you can stream or podcast this show at saltandlighttv.org radio, and you can send us emails to radio at saltandlighttv.org. Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour, Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. Being a man after God's own heart is the way King David is described in the Bible. Yet I think for most men, it is a challenge. Not only are we so busy as husbands, fathers, workers, most of the time spirituality is presented in such a feminine way. How can I be a man fulfill my call to holiness, to do extraordinary things, to help build God's kingdom on earth, and still be a man after God's own heart. And to help us sort all this out, I am now joined by David Daler. He's the author of Being a Man After God's Own Heart. David, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Thank you very much, Deacon. So, why did you write this book? Well, you know, in, in my role in the diocese, I'm constantly being asked to help facilitate programs in, in parishes. Uh-huh. And there are countless programs out there for women, yes. uh, and very few for men. And oh, men's yes. groups are always looking for something to do. And when we find material, it's usually American or Australian and doesn't really right. necessarily connect with the Canadian church. Yeah, and so okay. we were looking for things, and it, it, it just resonated with me, having, having traveled the spiritual journey myself as father, as husband, as, as worker, uh-huh. and always looking for that connection. So tell me something. Why do you think that that's the case? Why are there so many programs? I mean, I can think of the Knights of Columbus. Right. That's where it ends. And then there's nothing else. For Why is that? Well, I think, I think traditionally that, that men, we as men, have been very actively involved in the, the, the life of our families mm-hmm. and, and in many ways haven't necessarily been the spiritual leaders or haven't necessarily been as involved in the spiritual formation of our children as our wives have. Right. Uh, we've been partners in it, but I think that, that thrust has been in, in, in the wives and mothers, and so therefore there's more support for that. I think that in, in many cases, um, men have for the longest time taken a back seat to that. And I think that even research is showing us that, that, that men have a greater impact on the spiritual formation of their children yes, when yes. they're involved. I think so. Do you think that that has changed or gotten worse since Vatican II? No, no, I don't think so. No. I think what's, what's happening, I actually think that things are getting better, and that's why men are looking for these supports right. now. Okay. I think that, that, that we're, we're taking an ownership and becoming more involved, and I think that's being encouraged. But it's this constant sense of busyness that gets in the way. Okay, is part of the problem also that, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but in my experience, that spirituality is usually presented in a, in a, in a very feminine way. And I'm, I don't know I'm how not, to say that. I'm not that sure so that how I would define that. I'm not sure. I don't by, want it to sound feminine, sexist. What would you yeah. mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I... See, this is where, why it's a hard conversation, because I don't want to sound like I'm being sexist, that, that there's a masculine yeah. spirituality or a feminine spirituality. But, you know, like being quiet and sharing my personal feelings or going for a walk. Well, here's, here's an interesting thought. The very first time that I, I workshopped this book, I was presenting in a parish, and I said to the pastor, now I know the guys don't really like to share, and they don't want to talk. So I'm going to do this, and I was listing what I was going to do. And he said, now, don't sell them out. Try it and see what happens. 
So we did it, and I did it with a model that was asking them to participate. I couldn't shut them up. Really? Because they were given permission to speak. Uh It was that sense that I have questions and I want to talk about them. It was really enlightening for me, and it it really pushed me to to change the focus of some of the questions in in the book as I was writing it, Uh because... I think it's important to give ourselves time to do that. Does it make a difference if if the the group is only for men and as opposed to for couples that we well, need to separate I th- I men? I think I think there's merit in both. And as as I said, um, when I wrote the book, I've had a number of women that have purchased the book, uh-huh. and I'm, I constantly want to. I hope you have someone to share this with. Right. But as they said. It's it's still speaking to them. I mean, you could easily have said it a person after God's own heart. Yes. But I think no. that it's important for us as men to acknowledge that we do need to find those connections. We need to find that encounter ourselves because we know we can't share what we don't have. Uh-huh. And so unless we've had that encounter, unless we understand the connection, unless we make those associations, how are we going to share it? Uh-huh. I'm glad that you mentioned that some women are buying the book because I was going to ask you, who is it for? Is it only for men or is it something that, uh, you know, my wife can use? No, absolutely. It's written for everyone, but the, my prime focus in writing it was to give a resource that men could have in their hands. And it also, it was never meant to be, it's not meant to be an academic study. No. It's a study of these 15 individuals uh-huh. and how their lives speak to the struggles and the challenges that we have. Okay. Uh, can I ask you then? So sure. you chose to structure it that way, and, I, and in fact, that's one of the things I liked about it. Mine, one, for one, because I love scripture, right? And I mean, everything we need to know is there. But why did you choose? And you didn't stop in scripture because the last five guys no. are are sort of modern, saintly, holy people, uh, men. Why did you choose to structure it that way? Well, what I wanted to show was, I mean, people are are constantly saying, oh, you know, God spoke to the men of the Old Testament. God spoke to, Christ spoke to the the New Testament leaders. How come he's not speaking to us today? And my response to that, I was, well, he's speaking, we're just not listening. Uh And and so what I, I wanted to do was show that all of those men in the Old Testament were equally as, as challenged and as much of sinners as we are. Um, I mean, if, if David can be a man after God's own heart, oh, there's help for, gosh, all, for yes. all of us. Um, but then when I got to the modern men, I wanted to show that it, it wasn't, it's not the saints as we picture them. These were all flawed individuals, mm-hmm. and they all had struggles, they all had challenges, that, but within those challenges, they found their connection, and they found their, their encounter with their God. So how did you how did you pick? Did you look at qualities first, and from there find the the the, the man that matched the quality? Or did no, you I think for me it was this this go around, and we're looking at a follow up to it. But this uh-huh. go around was I picked I pick in the modern men. I picked men that had spoken to me yeah. in some way, and I thought if I can address them, then I can make that connection, and hopefully others will be able to find similar connections for themselves. Right. So, for instance, with Andre Bisset, yes, the, the the very gentle, very kind, very simple man who who himself said, you know, when I entered the order, they showed me the door, and I never left. Uh-huh. And that whole sense that that sense of welcoming, that sense of drawing in, that sense of of nurturing, that came from a man of very humble beginnings. Uh-huh. And yet, the other side, the flip side of that, with Thomas More. Uh-huh. The intelligent, bright, smart man who knew what he faced, and yet still, because yes. of his relationship with his God, he knew what he had to do. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then you also have Pier Giorgio Frassati that I think a lot of yeah. younger men might, might exactly. relate to. Um, and then, of course, Father McGivney, you know, great, uh, 
Well, and again, I, I, I purposely put that one in because I thought it was a, a, an important connection for our Knights. Of, and that's absolutely. a strong group within our church. Absolutely. Um, and to acknowledge that, to acknowledge what, what he did to bring men together. Um, and, and again, I think in doing this, it strengthens everything. I don't think, I, I don't like to silo. Uh-huh. And when I started to do this, I thought I'd, I'd be just as happy writing a book, being a woman after God's own heart, because right. it, the, the essence is still there. And I think that we, we can't silo and say, this is just male spirituality, this is just female, this is senior spirituality. Okay. We have a common ground, but I think it speaks to us differently. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to acknowledge that, but we have to see those connections. Right. So, so would you say then that men need men role models in a, in a way I think we I absolutely think we need role models because I think role models speak to us and they they speak to us in a way that we can see it's not we're not we're not looking at someone in a saintly capacity and say I could never be like that that's not that's not but when you look at these individuals these yeah. individuals individuals were far more flawed than most men that we'll ever meet mm-hmm. and yet yes. they still because we we impose that what our interpretation of, of a saint is when God is looking to the heart. Uh-huh. So we're, we're imposing yeah. all these other characteristics on them. And I think that in, if we see these or we make these connections, it makes, it, it'll make us a stronger person. Right. I was thinking that, that some men, and to a certain degree myself, uh, I, I don't have a, such a strong connection with Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, if it's because I'm a guy or maybe it's just because it's who I am. But but maybe that that's one thing that, you know, people will say, oh, you pray the rosary. It's like, well, I'm not going to say that the rosary is not manly because uh, there's lots of men who I know pray the rosary. and, and <laughs> But, you know. Okay, now that, that's interesting because for me, I do have a strong Marian devotion. See, that's and, great. And for me, the rosary is very important. But I don't think it is for everyone. And uh-huh. I think it's the same as I believe so many of our sacramentals. We can't say that one way is the right way. There right. are people who probably never sit in adoration. That yeah. doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. It means that they're, that's not their avenue for making that connection. Right, right. Um, and I think that uh, we, we find the spirituality that moves us closer to our God, whatever works for us. And I, I think that we've, we've found ourselves bombarded by the technology, the, the technological advancements in society, everything that gets in our way of that. I mean, it's, it's back to the old adage of that hole in our heart that we try to fill with everything uh-huh. we think we need. Yeah. And yet, when we fill it with God, that's when we'll rest. And so that we're constantly exposed to the busyness of life. Mm-hmm. And to take the time for our own spiritual growth, whether it's through prayer, through reading, I mean, Prayer is another avenue that I want to explore for men because it's that sense that yes. we don't take the time to do it. Yes, no, we don't allow true. ourselves the time to sit because we feel we have to keep busy. Yeah, it's true. Good. Okay, um, this is very good. I, I I haven't read the whole book yet. I just got it, but I but what I've read, I really enjoyed, and I'm looking. I'm glad you said that this is the first installment, maybe. <laughs> I uh, hope because so. I'm looking for we'll and, maybe, it's received. and maybe even starting a, a men's group in my in my parish. Um, thank you very much, David, for 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 this first step and for everything you're doing in Hamilton and for the church. Thank you very much. David Daler is the Director of the Office for Discipleship and Parish Life for the Diocese of Hamilton in Ontario here in Canada. His new book, Being a Man After God's Own Heart, is published by Novalis. You can find out more at novalis.ca. Here now is Steve Angersano with Alleluia, Love is Alive. 
from his new album, A New Day. Grisano with Alleluia, Love is Alive from his new album, A New Day. Now, Steve Angrisano is definitely one of the most effective and versatile ministry leaders in the church today. Everyone loves his unique blend of humor, song, story. No wonder he's a popular choice for many parish diocesan national and worldwide events. 
Now, but Steve's not just a musician and composer. He's also a youth minister and a worship leader. He's been featured at seven World Youth Days, including World Youth Day 2002 when we met, and recently World Youth Day Rio 2013 when I last saw him. He's also emceed and, and been uh, featured in many national conferences, pro-life marches and rallies, diocesan youth conventions. I mean, this guy is everywhere. He's a busy guy. Just ask his wife. Um, when he's not doing all that, he's composing and recording. And his new album, New Day, is a testament to his genuine and sincere desire to bring everyone to a closer relationship with the Lord. So it's a great pleasure to have Steve back on the program. Steve, welcome to the Salt and Light Hour. Oh, thank you. Hey, great to be here. That was, you could just keep going. That was very, very... Uh, <laughs> you're supposed to be humble. <laughs> well, you, you, you've been around, you're busy. <laughs> um, how was World Youth Day? Because you kind of, we, we, we connected, it was God, good, we spent lots of good moments, and then you left. Yes, I know. I had to scoot off to a, to a big national event and uh, for liturgical musicians in the U.S. But yes. I... World Youth Day, we, we shared a couple meals together, as you know, yes. uh, for people to know, we shared a couple meals together and stayed in the, in the same, uh, yeah. hotel together, and it was, I thought, an extraordinary experience. I've been to many World Youth Days, as you have as well, and yeah. I think to see this Pope in South America, and honestly, the, the enthusiasm of the people for him was to me, what was different? I mean, I'm a I'm a product of John Paul II. You know, yeah, and yeah, me too. He is a hero of mine, and to have been close to him, to have met him once, to you know, I remember being at World Youth Day there, where I met you in 2002, and and hearing him actually say, uh, you know, kind of at the end of Mass, you remember when he kind of introduced the next World Youth Day and sort of alluded to yes. he may not be there. Yes. And I cried like a baby. I mm. I, I mean, literally at World Youth Day, realizing. That, that the Pope that had evangelized my heart, you know, was may not be around for the next World Youth Day. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and this one, to see how much the people of South America embraced him, the, the World Youth Day crowd, the people with credentials on, certainly came there to see him. But it was overwhelming how the country poured into the streets and how Argentinians poured into the country. And I just felt like I was seeing someone who was truly... I mean, the church was changing right before my eyes, and people's hearts were really yeah. open. And that was a that was a beautiful experience. Yeah. Now you've you've done a lot of big conferences. I mean, NCYC. You've done everything. So, how does a world do you think compare to something like an NCYC in terms of what you do? Oh gosh. Well, my, my it's a good thing you added that last part. In terms of what I do, I was going to say yeah. the first. My first thought was, well, there's no bathrooms at World Youth Day. That's the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I think I think for me, uh, there's a real rich experience. And uh, I did some catechetical sessions yeah. uh, at World Youth Day, which if you've never been and you don't know what that is, uh, each day, you know, there are the big papal events that we all see on TV. But each day, you know, you would gather more based on where your accommodations are with a bishop and some music and and there's a teaching from the bishop and yeah. mass and so to be a part of that uh those sites for me are coordinated by the united states bishops conference but that's misleading in the sense that that doesn't mean all the people that come to that are from the united states no uh, most of the people at a 1500 person catechesis site they're from australia and england yeah. and Canada. Papua New Guinea, you know, I mean, there's just, there are people from all around the world, and, and there's a very 
powerful experience to see the church in such a broad spectrum. I think the yeah. what happens to sit and eating lunch with all those people is probably my favorite part of it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The catechesis. In fact, we you mentioned that we see all the main events on TV, but Salt and Light Television actually airs three catechesis sessions. Um, so oh, I think great. I think you were animating one of them. Anyway, um, uh, you're going to NCYC. That's the National Catholic Youth Conference in Indianapolis. Correct. That's coming up next week two weeks from now um yeah i think it's two weeks two and a half weeks something yeah, like that and in fact i think the last time i was in ncyc was in indianapolis 10 years ago yep. or whenever the last time that was yeah. <laughs> you have uh i noticed that you have a new dvd that and it's called ncyc highlights what's up with that yes so so uh there were three the ncyc happens every two years and for three of those uh I'm forgetting the years. Not last, not the last NCYC, but the three previous to that. Yeah, I was the MC of that and uh-huh. led a lot of prayer services and did a few of the of the keynote addresses and things. and And so we made a DVD of just highlights of those uh, three conferences because uh, it's just a beautiful spirit of the church. and And I think a lot of times, you know, when you turn on the news. Uh, some, you know, one teenager does a terrible thing, and it's it's a world over, news. Yeah. But twenty five thousand teenagers gather from Canada and U.S. and they sing and pray and find faith and and it's it's a sight you just can't believe if you don't see it right. and and you know that never makes the news and we were like we should we should record some of this and and uh, allow people to have it so so that's available on my website actually and okay and it's yep. uh, it's very inspiring it's yeah. very, for me to watch it because. I think it's not so much what any of the speakers, there's a few clips of some other folks on there as well. Not right. so much what we're saying, which I hope is good, but just the response of the church, and they're, yeah. they're singing along and praying. It's it's really beautiful. Okay, so that's good. So that's available on your website. And um, let's talk about the new album, A New Day. Um, how do you come up with a concept for an album? Do you Do you write a bunch of songs and then put them together, or do you actually set out to write an album? How does that work for you? That's a that's a great question, and 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 I'll try to answer this uh, it, uh, succinctly because this album was so unique, and, uh-huh. uh, and I was all set to go into the studio to record this, and I had been on the road with a I do a show with Sarah Hart and Jesse Manabusen, who yes. some of your listeners would know, oh, and, yeah, absolutely. and I do quite a few events on my own, but I have had a solid four months on the road, and I'm coming right up to when I'm supposed to do the CD, and I and I called the producers, and I called OCP, and I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I promised my family I would come home. And, you know, we're doing the CD now because it's the only empty spot in my calendar, but it's the only empty spot because yeah. I need to go home. And uh, it felt like a, one of those gut-check moments where, what's your priorities, you know? Right. And so we pushed the whole schedule back six weeks. But the crazy thing that happened is in those six weeks, Three of the songs that ultimately made it onto the CD were really? written with Kurt. I wrote with Curtis Stephen. Three, yeah. so a third of the CD wasn't even written when I was supposed to go into right. the studio. And um, there was already a Benedictus, which is a morning prayer canticle. Yes. And uh, and Curtis and I wrote a uh, matching Magnificat, which is an evening yes. prayer canticle. And and uh, and we wrote uh, two other songs together, which really gave the CD a flavor of morning to evening, a lot drawn from the Liturgy of the Hours, and yeah, okay. and uh, um, a lot of the music is upbeat and fun, as you're, prob- as you're hearing on the show, but, yeah. but, but the flow of the record is truly morning, daytime, evening, and, and it's the first record I've ever done where we actually place the songs 
in the order we wanted them to go and produced accordingly. You know, usually you, you do the songs and then you go, well, that'd make a good starting song, or that'd make a good closing song. And, and But this was a totally different process because we had to really approach the song already knowing where we wanted it to be and what... and and how what what its purpose was on the on the recording so it was the most record, rewarding thing that's i've a, ever done that, that's very interesting to know because it is it is a great album and it does feel i mean a new day now i'm i'm seeing that title in uh, in a new light because it is yes, a day yes. and and i right. i mean as a deacon i do morning prayer i do the benedictus every morning i do the magnificat every evening so now, now I'm going to have to use your album. Maybe I'll, it's, it's, it's good for the car. <laughs> That's okay with me. That would be an honor. That would be an honor. That would I be very you before cool. Before you were a deacon, and, and yes. you're definitely holier now. I see the effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, your, uh, your busyness continues. You're going to be in Texas. You're, well, you're in Washington State. Oh, sorry, you're in, in, in Oregon right now, but you're going to be in Washington State later. You're going to Indiana and then for NCYC in Indianapolis and then Australia. Yes. That's quite a, I, I've been there twice before, and uh, it's a wonderful experience. You know, Australians uh, fit right in with Americans and Canadians. You know, they're, yeah. they have a great sense of humor, great, uh, they speak English, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is of. a bonus for me. And uh, they are having their first national gathering, a festival, they call it, so uh-huh. a national youth festival. And uh, I'm obviously the majority of the speakers and musicians are Australian for the national Australian gathering, but... They invited a few other people from around the world, and uh, I was very blessed uh, to be one of them. And so, so where in Australia is that? Yeah, it's going to be in Melbourne. It's Melbourne, be in Melbourne in December, which is which is summer for them. <laughs> That's great. So, That's great. Great place to go yeah. in the winter. Yes, but this is great. I love the new album. Um, uh, I'm going to put it in the car and start listening to it uh, as as I drive because. Uh, I mean, especially a rightful place. I love that song. Um, thanks. Uh, thanks for making some time for humble me and our listeners here today and and keep doing what you're doing oh gosh thank you and thanks for doing what you do you bring life to the church so keep doing what you do amen you can learn all about steve angrisano at steveangrisano.com gonna put that link on our website so you can find it easily he's also on twitter as i said at steve angrisano and on facebook so look him up and his music is also published by spiritandsong.com so go check them out as well if you'd like to win a copy of Steve's A New Day, go to saltandlighttv.org radio and enter your name and email address and we'll be drawing a winner next Saturday and announcing the winner on this show. So a special thanks to Spirit and Song for letting us have a free copy of A New Day to give away. Here now is Steve with another song from his new album, that song I just mentioned, A Rightful Place. Let us live our lives so that all might see that our hearts are restless till they rest in thee. Let us build your kingdom in truth and grace so that all might know they have a rightful place. Beauty ever ancient and new, breaking through our deafness so we hear you. Shattering the darkness of night A new dawn is rising to bring your light To all the world Let us live our lives So that all might see That our hearts are restless Till they rest in thee Let us build your kingdom In truth and grace 
We're listening to Steve Angrisano with A Rightful Place from his album A New Day. And that concludes this special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Remember to visit our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Also look for Salt and Light Radio on Facebook. And I'm Deacon Pedro. You can follow me on Twitter at Deacon Pedro GM. Thank you for listening. And this has been a special edition of the Salt and Light Hour. Let us build your kingdom.